0: Every time I get up here, I just never want to transition into the message part. I just want us to keep worshiping. Keep worshiping. You're good. You're good, Lord. But transition, we will. (laughs) Good morning, guys. Man, there's a big chunk of us that's not here, but they're vacationing, they're having a good time, whatever, (laughs) do what you want to do, just kidding, they're greatly missed. See all your bright and shining faces? This is good, I just want to look at everybody. I'm trying to get over my uncomfortableness, sometimes it's easy just to close my eyes or just look straight ahead, but trying to get over and make eye contact with everybody. Hi, how you doing? How you doing? This isn't hard at all. I'm so comfortable up here. (laughs) I got this. I'm good. (laughs) Not really. No, I do got this. Well, good morning, good morning. I'm trying to think of announcements. I don't think we have any other than we do have a bookstore. So if you need a book, we got them. (laughs) They're in the back, in the living room back there to the left on the wall. If you have any questions at all about that, this colorful lady right here in the corner, please see her, because I really don't know about it. (laughs) She can answer all your questions, though. Um, If you need any recommendations on a book up there, you want to know about it, this brain right here is what you want (laughs) to pick. Gosh, I don't know. Let's see. I know what. I'll dismiss the kids. I'll do that. (laughs) I always get up here, and then Chris is like, oh, does the kids. Anyway, so kiddos, please stand up. All right, guys, we need some girls. We need some girls, right? Oh, they're all on vacation. All right, except for one. You need to go on vacation. (laughs) All right, Lord, we bless these kiddos. Open their hearts and their minds to recognize what you've created them to be. In Jesus' name, amen. If you follow that amazing lady back there with the floral dress, that's the one. <laughs> okay. You Ready? Are you ready? Oh, he's probably waiting for a standing ovation. If y'all don't mind, stand up. Give Chris a clap. Chris, you are the man. <laughs> there, now he's coming up here. <laughs>
1: It's moments like that I wish I could fire her. Uh, Are y'all okay? Is everybody good? Um, I don't even know what I'm doing, man. I'm rocked. Really. Um, Did anybody else have an encounter during that time? Like a, did you feel something? Yeah? Sense something? Hear something? That's one thing that's so powerful that we need to understand is that we all hear God differently. And it's not just hearing. Um, I know many of you know this already. Um, but the um, your senses that you have... There's five of them. Whatever Bruce Willis made a movie about, I don't really think that's, that's not what we're talking about today. Um, There's five of them. And just like you have five physical senses, those are exactly the same in the spiritual side of life. Because you and I are dual citizens. Uh, We're actually not of this world, right? We're seated in heavenly places. We're just passing through. Is that true? Okay, I just want to make sure I'm in the right place. Um, turn with me, if you would. Um, you know what? I'm going to jump around a little bit for a second because I am really, I'm really rocked with something here. Um, I want to go back and uh, share something with you. Turn with me, if you would, to the book of John, uh, chapter 1, and um, let me know when you get there. I know they're going to put it on the screen. Um, I felt like I was supposed to touch back on something uh, from probably a year ago or so. I just need to touch on it and then move into these other scriptures in Ephesians. Um, you know, one thing I love about you guys, um, about us as core, um, is that um, we're not—we're definitely not trying to be a church. We're trying to be family. Uh, Because that's what we believe that the Bible in the first century church, when even Jesus just walking around with his people, he didn't try to do something. He just was someone. Does that make sense? He wasn't trying to do something. He was trying to be someone. And he was, you know, trying to be the light of the world and bring people to the knowledge of the kingdom of God. And, um, um. The one good thing about him that he showed over and over, you know, you don't find anywhere in the Scripture where Jesus condemned anybody. Right? Anybody know of one? Uh, There's not one in there. Whether it was just somebody that was uh, cheating on taxes. You know, he covered white collar crime. Or a murderer. Or a thief. Or an adulteress. How about the woman that actually wasn't an adultery, but they said she was. I mean, he covered all of it, right? He never once said, man, hold her, hold her right there. Let me get the first stone, um, even when they offered it to him, right? He was coming to show that God was not about a list or rules. He was all about his heart. And it's, it's really that simple. And he built... A community of people that understood that. And the one thing he told them is now this is the kingdom of God. Now you got to think back then, you know, they, um, man, I'm trying not to say that. Sorry. I'm trying to get away from that phrase. You got to think because it implies that you don't. So forgive me if I. <laughs> oh. That wasn't Holy Spirit right there. <laughs> yes, Raquel. Um, in these times, uh, dominion and kingship was understood because that's all there was, right? Um, and um, uh, I think it, at this time, too, I think the, if I remember my history correctly, um, I think the Greeks were starting to s- dabble in um, democratic society and and things like that. Um, which didn't matter because they elected Caesar and the Senate didn't matter. (laughs) He killed all of them anyway, right? Um, but Jesus came to show the kingdom. And the beautiful thing about the kingdom is that you're, when you're a citizen of the kingdom, um, you're, you get all these benefits, right? Um, Well, you're supposed to. You're supposed to get benefits of being a citizen, right? So, for instance, has anybody in here ever been healed? You've been prayed for and you've been healed, right? That's one of the benefits. Just a while ago, we did this whole, I don't know what you want to call this, what happened during worship, this encounter, this push into his presence. Um, Whatever you pushed off or leaned back into him about whether it was weariness or the pressure of the day the week, whatever it was that was on your mind and heart, did anybody sense a change? I did I know for me personally I did that's one of the benefits uh, that we have of being a citizen of the kingdom is we get peace, protection provision, healing identity Um, we got an attorney that never quits, no retainer. And we go on and on. He's the, the beginning of us and the end of us. He's our author and our, you know what I'm saying? Like we could go on and on, right? He's all of those things. Those are benefits of being, um, a citizen of the kingdom of God. Um, there's no list. There's no, you know, like to be a, United States citizen if you're not born here you got to take a test and in some cases you get you can get married and then there's there's all kind of um, rules and stuff to go through that right um, the beautiful thing about our God and many of you know this is there's no list there's no qualifications there's simply you believing in him believing him that he's what he said he is the light of the of the world and becoming it when you believe that he died for your sins he took your place there's this beautiful thing that happens i think that jesus made up the saying um how did it go i'm rubber and you're glue what you say bounce off of me sticks to you because you say jesus you're the light of the world and he goes gotcha because he turned right around and he said You are the salt of the earth. You are the light of the world. Does anybody like guacamole without salt? No. Sinners do. Lost people who are out of their mind. I mean, man, come on. I think Lydia doesn't like guacamole, so we're still trying to get her delivered from demons. Come on, man. This is Texas. Kevin either. I forgot. Shondai, No. So Jesus says, I'm the light of the world. And he turns around and says, you're the light of the world. And we look at his life and he never tried to create. I, I don't think he actually tried to create what we today in 2021 call church. I don't think even in the 50s when it was big tents and even when it was in the 1800s and they traveled around with wagons and, you know, all that good stuff. What we see in every instance where they came together in what we would call a gathering, they came together as family, right? The very first, um, in Acts chapter 10, we we read about the second most important name in the Bible, and it's Cornelius. They went to Cornelius' house, right? Such an amazing name. Cornelius is awesome. It's a powerful name. Second most important name in the Bible next to Jesus. This is when the first time that the Gentiles, people that were not Jewish, were filled with the presence of the Holy Spirit or what we call baptized in the Holy Spirit. And contrary to what some denominations will say, even our own, they didn't have to do anything but ask. And they didn't even do that. They just sat around and Peter started to talk. He, man, I don't even know why I'm here except Holy, you know, the Lord showed me a vision and go read it. Acts chapter 10. It's amazing. And they end up going over there and he says, man, I don't know why I'm here. And he says, Cornelia says, man, I have my whole family here. And, you know, God spoke to me to call for you. And here we are, and man, God moved because family, and that's the only thing we want to go after is what does that look like? So in family, we're supposed to, um, did anybody ever have, you know, or let me just, let me, let me, we got parents in here too, so let me keep it different. Let me see. How can I, Anybody ever know a, a kid that their parent or their uncle would say, oh man, that's so stupid? You're so stupid. What, are you stupid? You remember anybody, you know anybody? I know, not Joy. No, Joy never did that. Marilyn never did, oh, never mind. <laughs> That's actually the opposite of what we're supposed to do with our children. Has God ever said that you're stupid? We're supposed to call out our identity in our kids we're supposed to see their strengths and their weaknesses, and we're supposed to pull that out of them, you know, and, and lead them and guide them, and we're, we're not perfect. We're not going to get that exactly right all the time. But that's what he does is he sits around with family, and he says, man, Raquel, you notice how she's flowing better up here? Y'all notice that? I think we need to see more of her up here, don't you? Yeah, because, <laughs> because like that, it's a safe place. It's family. She's stepping. We know that that's part of her calling and then some. And as she steps into that, dad is over here pulling that out. And on and on and on. As we go around the room, we, that's all he does. And so we come together to grow in the familial nature of the kingdom. The kingdom of God, it's familial in nature. It's like a family, but it's governmental in its structure. And that is from Dub Alexander, School of Kingdom. Highly recommend it. Three, two, one, go. All right. In the book of John, uh, everybody there? Um, he says some things. Let me get my... My notes, right? Um, In John chapter one is where he's writing about, um, you know, what happened. John the Baptist was sent and coming and um, and talking about Jesus, how he he was the living expression uh, of God here on this earth. And jump down to verse nine, he says, um, or verse eight. I'm sorry, he says. Uh, John was not that light, but he came to show who is. For he was merely a messenger to speak the truth about the light. For the perfect light of truth was coming into the world and shine upon everyone. He entered, verse 10, he entered into the world he created, yet the world was unaware. And he came to the people he created, to those Who should have received him, but they did not recognize him. But those who embraced him and took hold of his name, he gave authority to become the children of God. That word embrace, it's not that I walked down the aisle and I said the prayer, or that I went to 15 years of, uh, you know, St. Pius, right, Austin? Uh, (laughs) That he, you know, it's not that you went to the uh, first. First Presbyterian, Coastal second generation Church of God in Zion, uplifted high, uh, seminary. And you did all the classes and you got all laid. It had nothing to do with that. It's the moment that you embrace the light of the world. The moment that your heart and your mind say, wow, he loved me. Wow, there's something that happened here. Right? Um, that's that's the embrace of him. That's what happens, and then he turns around, and he goes on. He says, "You are the light of the world." But turn with me uh, to the book of Ephesians, uh, chapter five. As we're as you're going there, um, there's a few things about. Um, that word light, and this is what I wanted to touch on. That was from about a year ago. Um, the word uh, light is the word "phos." Um, that's the Greek word, and both the Greek and the Aramaic, what they would have been speaking back at this time, that word uh, it 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 means um, uh, life and light. Um, what word my other? Whoop, where'd my other stuff go? Sorry. Um, it's a noun meaning it's a it's a person or a place or a thing, right? It's a, it's a it's not something you do, it's something you are. The sun is not doing something, the sun is something, right? Is that true? Yeah. All right, didn't know you was going to science today, huh? Um, so th- <clears throat> the word foss is where we get our word light from. And um it's, uh, in terms of its results, it's what it manifests. In other words, when light is there, something is made known. Um, something shows, right? Because, you know, you turn the light on in a dark room, you can see things, right? Is that true? There's no different in when you're walking around the street, when you're going to your job, or when you see a fight break out at the Popeye's drive-in, right? Like, That seems like that's been happening all over the place lately and chicken sandwiches will make you go crazy, I guess. Even in those moments, even though it's not a dark room, there's an atmosphere there that you come into as the light of the world and you bring the manifestation of God or the making known of God. Does that make sense? Is that, are y'all with me? Okay, cool. Um, The thing about this, there's another definition when they would use the word phos in the Greek when they were talking, it meant divine illumination to reveal and impart life. And he says that that's who you are. You are meant to be the divine illumination to reveal and impart life in this world. And what I wanted to touch on was for some reason these other scriptures kept jumping out at me this week um, in Ephesians chapter 5. Is everybody there? Or they're on the screen? Are y'all with me so far? We, we know the lights are on, right? <laughs> so in, in chapter 5, um, there's this really amazing four words. Right in the beginning of verse 1, and it says, Be imitators of God. Be imitators of God. The part about being the light of the world, there's there's another aspect of the definition of FOSS, and it means that there is light that transmits. Passively. So you know here the only these lights don't just come on right. I mean they're they, they, we we have electricity that is generated from somewhere. We got a substation right behind us here, but they don't have you know gnomes or gremlins over there turning wheels to create that. All that's coming from somewhere else, right? Uh, we have power plants. Uh, you know nowadays there's solar power, there's wind power. For the most of the, t- most of the time, we all, y'all know uh, about, you see a dam, right? Like the Hoover Dam and how much energy it creates, all those big generators of power down there. Like, you don't have a generator on you. You don't have a power plant even that you have to sit there like a motorcycle and try to kickstart. You simply are the light of the world. Does that make sense? That definition of false, it emits, it says that it's light that emits passively, meaning you don't have to do anything. You simply are. And you're like that because of your embracing of the Father and of the Son and the Holy Spirit. Does that make sense? Are y'all with me? I'm going to ask that a few times today, probably, I think. Sorry. But he says here, be imitators of God. I got news for you. You already are. When people see you, they see him. When they hear you, it's his voice that they hear. We are the sons and daughters, right? You know, you ever try to figure out, like when you see a kid, you ever try to figure out, maybe sometimes you know right off the bat what parent that's like. Like if y'all see our like our youngest daughter Hannah, that's me, man. Right? I'm still trying to figure Remington out.
0: <laughs>
1: like is that Zoe or is that sometimes it's like oh that's John right there. <laughs> yeah, that's John. <laughs> when people encounter you and I, when we walk in the street. When we go to our job, you are the manifestation of God in their life. You're that's why there's something different about you. And it's all because you are the light of the world because you embraced him. Does that make sense? He says, be imitators of God in everything that you do. For then you will represent your father as his beloved sons and daughters and continue To walk surrendered to the extravagant love of Christ, for he surrendered his life as a sacrifice for us. His great love for us was pleasing to God like an aroma of of adoration, a sweet healing fragrance. And he goes on here to talk about these kind of scriptures here um, have been taken out of context. And they've been taken out of context to create lists, which create denominations, which then turn around and create rules. And then we get a religious church, which Jesus never intended. Uh, So he goes on and he says, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, with lust or greed, for you are his holy ones and let no one be able to accuse you of them in any form. Uh, this is the Passion Translation that I'm reading, so it actually breaks down the way that this conversation would happen in the actual year 60 AD or whatever it was that it was written. Um, most of our other translations, it's very literal, and the linguistics of it is not there. Um, I'm not saying they're bad translations. Don't don't throw a rock at me. I'm just saying this this gives us more of the actual conversation that was going on. And he, so he says, have nothing to do with sexual morality, lust, or greed. Uh, verse 4, guard your speech and forsake obscenities and worthless insults. These are nonsensical words that bring disgrace and are unnecessary. Instead, let worship fill your heart and spill out in all your words. He, he goes on and he's given us a picture of what, your dad is not like. Um, You know, my dad, well, I guess mine and Kevin's dad, I do that a lot. I'm sorry, Bo. I tend to claim him as my own, I guess. Uh, My dad, um, he's my hero, man. Like, really, he's one of my heroes. Um, But there's people that have, you know, haven't seen or known my dad in years, and they might have a bad outlook on him. Um. And that's how easy things can shift and change is someone can have a bad outlook or a bad understanding. And that's, that's why I think these verses are in here because even though there's not a list, there are some things that our Father's not like and we don't want people to think that He's that way. I saw a clip the other day of a pastor preaching and he was talking about the sin and the immorality of these women that wear blue jeans yikes you going to hell i mean he straight up was just banging away and talking about the sin of wearing jeans um that is, not, that is not what God meant. And I can prove that in his own word. But do you see what I'm saying? People, there are people that you will run into, and because of stuff like that, they'll say, oh, I don't be a Christian. Y'all, y'all think, I'm, look, I'm going to hell because I'm wearing pants, right? I got different colored hair. How about that one? Or whatever. Do you, are you with me? Like, that's not reality, right? We know that's not how he is. But that's how easy things can get shifted. Anyway, um, he's talking about how um, we should have these things that guard our our um, <clears throat> excuse me our manifestation of what God looks like. He says in verse five for it's been made clear to you uh, already in the that the kingdom of God cannot be accessed by anyone who is guilty of these Types of sin who is impure or greedy, for greed is the essence of idolatry. How could they expect to have an inheritance in Christ's kingdom while doing these things? Don't be fooled by those who speak their empty words and deceptive teachings telling you otherwise that this is what brings God's anger upon the rebellious. Uh, Don't listen to them or live like them. Verse 8, once your life was full of sin's darkness... But now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Let me stop right there for a second. He listed out all of that stuff to say, hey, remember, this is how you used to be. But he's saying, he's, not, he's saying that's not who you are. Did you catch that? Look, look how, he's, how he words that. Um, verse 8 once your life was full of sin's darkness once back then before the embrace before he actually looked at you when you came to that understanding and he said now you get it that's the once that's then that's not who you are now is that true? It's true for my life. I mean, I, I, I I'd be screaming and shouting actually. <laughs> Maybe I can steal from Valentin. Good point, Chris. Thank you for that. Never mind. It's too late. No, just kidding. I love Chris Valentin. The point that I was trying to get to is this right here. We all are going to mess up and make mistakes, right? The mistake doesn't dictate who you are. The mistake does not dictate who who you are. Mistakes don't change your light or your calling or your mission. Does that make sense? Let's look at verse 8. Once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have... The very light of our Lord shining through you because your union with Him. Right here. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. And the supernatural fruit of His light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. Raquel and I have been married. Uh, we just made 30 years in April. Um, who's been married here less than five years? Raise your hand real quick. Five, uh, oh, y'all win. Four years? Three? Four? Four? How many? Oh, she got y'all beat. How long were y'all together before y'all got married? Okay. Oh, so y'all still, you're still learning who likes a toilet paper this way, who likes it that way. There you go. Yeah. Yeah. I got news for you. 30 years later, we're still learning that stuff. <laughs> Man, that's the loudest amens I've ever gotten from Zoe. <laughs> See? um they used to they used to tell a joke about getting married that um you know, the first year is the honeymoon year, right you know for some reason they used to say for some reason, people think that that first year their breath doesn't stink in the morning, or you know and on and on and all these things, like you know, it's not true, it's just that honeymoon glaze kind of wears off, and then you're like. Dang, you stink, you know. <laughs> right? But what happens is you have embraced someone and you have spent time and you are learning them, right? Does that make sense? And and I look around and, and we're all in those stages of of learning each other better and deeper more intimately whether it's three years or four years or 30 years you're learning each other better and it's no different with the father it's no different time is not a issue or a concern for him you know um man i'm getting old man i'm four, i'm fixing to be 49 in a week or two And Raquel's still 25. And like there's some things that I want to learn and want to accomplish with her before I'm gone. You know, I I don't know if that'll happen, but there's some things I want to I want to do. But see, with the father, he's he's not he's not worried about time. He can do whatever he wants, so he's just waiting on you and on me to step into our capacity as we embrace our life with Him, as we lean back into His arms, whatever that looks like for you, so He can spend time, so you can learn more about Him. And when you learn more about Him, you're learning more about you. That's in Colossians. We read that two weeks ago. No, no, uh, three weeks ago. The more you understand about the Father, the more you learn about you. Do y'all remember that? It's in Colossians 2. Go back and read the whole book of Colossians and find it. Easter egg hunt. It takes like eight minutes to read Colossians, right? So look at what he says here. Once your life, in verse 8, was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with him. That light, you are the light of the world. You are the foss of the entire universe. It is already just shining out of you. No matter what you do, you will shine for him because you have embraced him because you are a son and a daughter. You have stepped into that place and that position of understanding who you are, and it just shines out of you. You're You're like a stinking candlestick that never goes out good point chris thank you for that <laughs> and uh once your life very light of lord shining you because of your union with him look at this part your mission man you got a mission did you know that you have a mission whether you accept it or not this ain't mission impossible this is god possible you have a mission, and look at what it is. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. Man, I love Penny over here. She's, uh, she's still a little shy. Sorry, Penny. I didn't mean to scare you. Well, around us, she's still, she's, she's still a little shy. They came into church that one time and she says, Daddy, I want to go up there. And she said something like that. And there's Austin. He's like, Cool. He got walked up here and they're over here waving flags all because she wanted to. That's a good dad right there. <laughs> but you did it anyway. You did it because of your embracing love for your daughter. So you moved beyond any feeling, you moved beyond any thinking. And you just went with it. I saw you. I was over here. Yes. And that's what he does for us. Just imagine, if you will, Penny is, how old are you, Penny? You're three in a month. So imagine, I don't know the exact words of how she said that to him that day. He told me, but I don't remember. But think about when you are about to do something or you want to do something or you're you're trying to make a decision in life or in a job or in whatever decision you got to make. Do I step right or do I go left? Do I run straight or back up? Do I. It looks like I think everybody's in here married. Do I marry this person? Do I not? Do I. Run them over with the car or do I not, right? I mean, you, all these decisions. When you're about to make these decisions, we're sons and daughters. And just like Penny called out to Austin, hey, Dad, I want to do this. It's the same way. You know, if he would have stifled that, He would have stifled a part of her that wanted to express something that she was feeling. Now, she's young at three years old. She may not understand everything yet, but what she learned that day is that my dad will go out here with me and that I can have fun in this place with all these people. She learned there's something that happens with flags and with dancing. And one day they will get the joy of explaining and teaching her that but if he was to have stifled that that moment it would have shut something down in her does that make sense and that's what our father does not do with us he's looking to push us off the deep end come on boy you can swim man my dad did that. They asked me the other day, um, the crew that's tiling our house, I was over there talking to Martin and them, and they were looking at the pool. And he says, hey, my friend. That's how Martin talks. Hey, my friend. It's English, Spanish, si puede swim? <laughs> si puede swim. How did you learn? He, and this is what he told me. He asked me, he said, did you learn? did you learn the Mexican way or did you learn the white way? And I said, uh, I learned the John Wayne way. And he goes, they throw you in? And I said, yeah. Dad threw me in, swim or die. He goes, yes, that's the Mexican way. And I said, what do you mean by that? He goes, well, white people, they send their kids to go get swimming lessons. I said, Martin, that's a, that's a racist thing to say. He goes, I know, but I don't care. And we had a big laugh, you know. Um, thank God that he's not like John Wayne. Can you imagine? Hey, John, oof, peace out. Watch John. He's waiting for us to step in and step out because we can and because we are the light. We are the foss of every aspect of our lives. Everywhere you go, everything you do, you are the shining picture of the father of the universe. Does that make sense? So one more time, I I just this verse eight and nine and ten is so beautiful. Once your life was full of sin's darkness But now you have the very light of our Lord, which that is false, and it is shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with this revelation light. Verse 9. And the supernatural fruit of His light will be seen in you, goodness, righteousness, and truth. And then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. As you and I... Continue to pursue and live that way, not by a list, but by living by the light. Then the supernatural fruit of his light will be seen by everyone that you are around. They're going to see you coming. And verse 10, then you will learn to choose what is beautiful to our Lord. That's simply what I was talking about. I, I'm sorry if I, got, if I rabbit-trilled. What I was trying to get to about the marriage is that as you learn, as, you, as time goes on, you learn more about your spouse or the people that you're with. And it's the same way with the Father. As you continue to live in that light, you begin to learn what pleases Him and what He likes. He likes to see you jump off the deep end. Amen. Let me let me leave you with this one more time. That once your life. Can you say that with me? Can you just say once? Once. Once. Listen, I know this could be a controversial thing that I'm going to say, but oh well. Um, the Bible tells us that Christ paid for sin once and for all. Those are the exact words that it says. I memorize it. That He paid for sin once and for all. And when you read Romans and Colossians and several other passages, the sinful nature of who you once were is washed away in the blood of Christ. When you step into the revelation knowledge of Him, you take on His nature. And I have all the scripture to back that up and prove that. They'll... Some people will say that's heresy. uh, Because I am no longer a sinner. I'm not a saint who occasionally sins. I'm a son of God, and sometimes I make mistakes. And that's the simple truth of what he says. Religion has twisted that and put us into a state of, uh, most of the church today is in a state of what we call penal substitution. Meaning, Oh my God, I did bad. I need to, he's mad at me and I'm gonna, I need to, you know, um, whip myself or whatever. Worthless, vile worm, right? Remember that song? (laughs) It's just simply not true. That's not the reality of his word. And so once your life was full of sin's darkness, but now you have the very light or the false, everybody say false the very light of our Lord shining through you because of your union with Him. Your mission is to live as children flooded with His revelation light. And the supernatural fruits of His light will be seen in you. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. I happen to believe that all of God can be summed up in those three. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. Um, Every aspect of Him Uh, every attribute of our dad falls back to one of those three or all of them together. And you know what's beautiful is it's the same thing for you. It's the same thing for you. When you've embraced that light of the world, you become the light of the world. When you embrace his goodness, you become his goodness. When you embrace his truth, you are his truth walking around. When you embrace righteousness, you are, it says in the word, you are the righteousness of God. It's so beautiful. And that's who you are. And I wanted to mainly get to that verse eight and nine. And to tell you that your mission is to live as children flooded with his revelation light. So would you stand with me this morning? Does that mean I can't listen to 50s music? Does that mean I can't listen to country? Well, that stuff they got out today, that is not country music. Yeah. Sorry. It's so funny. I was on a job the other day, and uh, when Raquel and I got together 33 years ago, um, anybody in here ever listened to Tejano music? Yeah? Yeah? Little Joe and La Familia, Mas... La Fibre, all those guys, David Lee Garza, yeah, man, that was good music, man. It was really good. It's cool. You know, Emilio Navarra, he played at the. Uh, there was two venues where we got married, and he was playing at the at the bigger one. We couldn't afford Emilio Navarra. <laughs> he was playing at the bigger one. That's before he was, you know, really big or whatever. And um, <laughs> uh, the other day. I was actually at our house where Martin was tiling, and I said, Martin, what are you listening to? Ah, mira, compadre, mira, mira. He starts, and it's basically, uh, it's like Spanish country rap. (laughs) Sounds like Blake Shelton had a bad, bad day, and Luke Bryant tried to, I don't know, man. I, I told him, I said, man, this, he said, it's bad music, No. I said, yeah, it's very bad music. This is bad. This is horrible. (laughs) Like, man, what are you doing? And uh, (laughs) that's not going to send you to hell. Sorry. I said that because you and I, God just wants us to live our life and be more like Him. As we step and we learn how he is, who he is, what he's like, what he wants to do, how he wants to reach this person or that person. And listening to Willie Nelson is not going to shift God's heart away from you. (laughs) Sorry. I say that because there's so many rules like that that we lived under for so long. And I found out that Jesus actually loves my Les Paul plugged into my tube amp. If you're not a guitar person, we'll be showing you that in a hopefully within this year, (laughs) right, Mark? (laughs) We need a bass player and another guitar player so I can bring out my electric and we're gonna see these these plexiglass windows are gonna Yeah. John's gonna stand in front of the speaker, he's gonna climb on it and jump off. Anyway. You're the light of the world, and it's your mission to go and shine. So we're going to walk out of this place today, and we're going, to, we're going to shine like crazy. You already are, but after you hearing what he said today, that just elevated in you. Are you with me? That understanding in you and in here for you just elevated that, oh, that's how he sees me. Yeah. You're his bright, and you're the thing he wants to show off. Each of you have so many amazing talents. If you're watching on YouTube right now or listening to the podcast, the replay of this, and we got people here on Zoom. I'm sorry I didn't recognize y'all earlier. Man, you've got amazing talents. He made you that way so he could show you off to the world. Because when he shows you off, he's showing off himself. And he simply wants people to understand how good he is. So go out there and show these people how good our dad is. Let's go out there and act like we're at the Astros game. Are they winning right now? Who knows? Whatever. You know how people go to games and they, ah, right? I get like that at worship. Let's get like that out here. Maybe you're not the screaming holler. ah. I mean, you could sure be really kind. You could really give that awesome, encouraging word. Not the pink elephants are over your head and the labyrinth of gold. is No, no, you could just say, hey, man, God's fixing to blow your socks off, whatever. I don't know. You know what I'm talking about. Just go out and be the light of God, man. Amen. Amen. It's our mission. So let's go do it. Amen. Father, I just thank you this morning uh, for these amazing people and for what they bring to this world through you and what you've done in their life. We are the light of the world, and we're the ones that are meant to share your kingdom. So Father, uh, I, I just I speak courage over your people. I speak understanding that we would come to a place where we have a new understanding of what we are meant to accomplish, as your word just said, as our mission to be the light bearers in this world. I thank you for what you're doing, God. I bless every one of these people here today and everyone watching or listening. We pray for that whole big that whole big group of core people that are on their way or uh, probably already at Florida for vacation, Lord. There's a whole huge group of family. So we just pray for them for safety. And for right now, I know that hurricane is about to hit Louisiana some point this afternoon. Uh, Father, those people have been devastated over the years. And that city, uh, man, it's just so, so bad. Um, So we just pray for them. We pray for safety. We pray for peace. Uh, We pray that people would understand that, um, that you're actually not a God that sends hurricanes. You actually do not do that. Uh, we pray that they would understand that you're the God of love and mercy. Um, and we thank you for what you're going to do in those people that are affected by that hurricane. We pray for just just an amazing um, a sense of peace over that region, Father. Uh, and I just thank you for what you're doing. Um, I thank you so much for these people that are here with us, Father. We love you and we exalt you. In Jesus' name, amen. God bless you, everybody. Be blessed. If you need prayer for any specific thing, just come over here and join us. We love to talk with you. But uh, we love you, and as my nephew says, peace out, homies.